0: In today's show, I'm looking at the waiver wire for Fantasy Basketball League's Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Check out Pricepicks.com, use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We're here to try and make your seasonal fantasy made easy as well by looking at the waiver wire guys that you can add guys that you can drop guys that should be added uh, must be added blah 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 you know how it goes so let's uh let's talk about it let's talk about the most added players over the last 24 hours some interesting names on here ones that I don't think you should necessarily be adding long term and number one on, the list, on that list is the old big fella Darius Baisley sure what all right I guess he's being added because the Thunder play today. But under no circumstances is he a 12-team Category League must-add player. Not even close. In a points league, sure. Especially, oh, look, let's go back again. They play two games next week, so there's no benefit long-term in adding Baisley. But he's been added in a lot of spots, I guess, to stream today. That's all well and good. No worries. But you do not need to hold on to Darius Baisley. Outside, your points leagues, I can get it. Um, but yeah, Category leagues, no way. Nice, Gary! Gary Harris. With Jalen Suggs out, with full not back. Harris is starting and he's doing all right. Like he's not great, but he is putting up some okay numbers and okay numbers at times, especially when they are playing on a low volume day, okay numbers work. And Gary Harris is doing that for us at the moment. He is scoring okay. He's hitting some threes. He's getting some steals. He's just doing enough to be a back end relevant sort of player. And and that's not, you know, it's not awesome. But it's not terrible. Like, he's 113th over the last two weeks for category leagues. It's totally reasonable to consider him like a 12-team option. I wouldn't say he's must, but it is totally reasonable. Malik Beasley, one of the most added players. D'Angelo Russell looks like he's going to be back today. So I really don't think that Beasley's going to hold any value. Um, All right, it's fine. Again, today, we're talking about the Wolves playing. Um, in, in a game of basketball, of course, but that doesn't mean that Beasley's going to have that long-term value. Guys adding the, uh, the, the Dante, the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. Yes, his return is coming next week, but I do not look at DiVincenzo as a guaranteed top 100, top 120 player. Last season, he had a lot of opportunity. And we saw Budenholzer really restrict those minutes down, wouldn't play him 32-33 a night. And now he's coming back from a significant ankle surgery. He has Grayson Allen there to take minutes, George Hill there to take minutes as well. Um, so I don't think we're getting 30 minutes a night from DiVincenzo, really at any point this season, unless he just comes back unbelievable, which is really hard to do coming off a of surgery. He'll play a role. He'll probably supplant Grayson Allen but will it be a a 27-minute-a-night situation, or will it be 29, or will it be 23? I think it's more going to be 27 and under versus 29, 30, 31 minutes a night. I I don't see them doing that for DiVincenzo. His game can be good. Good efficiency threes, big steals, but I just don't think we're going to get enough value there. People adding the wiki, Chris Boucher. um, I mean, sure, but understanding that this is a short-term thing, very much not a long-term thing. Now, we know that Birch is out. We know that Ananobi's out. And now the big sneeze, Precious Achua, is dealing with the health and safety protocol. So that is going to give Boucher a little value here. And there is a Monday, Tuesday back-to-back for the Raptors. So I get that. Kevin Hurd has been added in a lot of spots. I, I think that's probably true. Like, not pro- I know it's true. I think it's probably correct. I think he should be added in those spots. Josh the Hitman Hart, one of the most added players. I don't know why he wasn't already. Trey Lyles, people reacting there to Jeremy Grant's injury. I don't think they will start Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles is absolutely awful. I think that they they will do is start Hamadou Diallo and push the depressed penis Sadiq Bay up to the four. Remember, Bay played at the four big big chunks of last season, nearly all season because it was, especially at the end of the season when Grant went down. Like he plays the four, he can play the four no problem. Lyles is trash. Right, if you want to grab him and you're in a deeper format, I, I get it. I just think it'll be Diallo that steps up into that starting role. But overall, from a Piston's perspective with Grant out at least six weeks, I don't think there's going to be a must-roster guy. It's going to be more usage to Cunningham, to Bay, a couple of extra minutes to Stewart. If Alf Stewart's available, the Flaming galar, if he's available, I go grab him. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flaming galars. Because there's going to be no opportunity for those Jeremy Grant at center minutes, so he's going to have to play more. So we look to add him. Yeah, Kelly, the link's going to be a really, really good option when he returns, whenever the hell that is, in a few weeks' time, we guess. Um, but then there'll just be Diallo. There'll be some more minutes for Lyles. There'll be some more minutes for Josh Jackson. There'll be some more minutes for Frank Jackson. Cade can switch up and play the three, which is what he'll do. Or Diallo's at the three, or whatever. And Diallo is a terrible permanent fantasy player as well. Like not not a good look like even if he plays 30 minutes a night, he's a terrible permanent fantasy player. I would rather take a flyer on Diallo than Lyles because he's a better player than Lyles and I think he plays more minutes. But I don't think that Trey Lyles is a must roster player. Then we go to a couple of Kings guys, Terence Davis and Marvin Bagley the third. Last game, it was Bagley who started over Davis. Elvin Gentry was like, yeah, it's a matchup thing against the Cavs. Cool. You still lost your dickhead. And the rotation, he's just a bad coach. That's a bad organization. He's not a good coach. There's a lot of bad players there. Davis's upside is not gigantically high, right? I think it's way higher than Bagley's. And I'd be adding Davis over Bagley. I think Davis is worth a hold if you did have him. But I also don't think if there's a hot free agent appearing on the waiver-wide that he is a guaranteed must-hold player. But he is a guy that's been added. I would clearly add him over Bagley. But that doesn't, you know, given how I view Marvin Bagley, though, I guess that doesn't say a huge amount in that position. But if I want to you know, have a situation where I can facilitate tearing my eyes out, maybe I will watch Sacramento Kings live basketball on one device. And then on another device, I'll watch my favorite shows. And then I'll watch my highlights on the phone, which won't include any Marvin Bagley highlights. And then I get my neighbor's logins, good stuff to cleanse my soul from having to occasionally catch a glimpse of Kings basketball. Well, I want to tell you about a way that you can finally get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, shows, and movies all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together together. With Direct TV Stream. You can find out more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Let's look at the package of droppable players now. And it's not a great thing to see Zion Williamson's name at the top of that list. But here we are. I don't know if he's going to play this season. Broken foot. Healing's not happening. Big bloke. Not Not keen. If you Again, if you don't have IL, there is no reason to hold him. He has to go. If you have one IL spot and he's taking it up and you've got other injured guys sitting on the bench, he has to go. The only situation I would be holding Zion Williamson in is dynasty formats. And then I'm like worried about what the hell happens with him long-term. Or situations where I literally have an open IL slot. If I don't have an open slot, he's got to go. Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. There's just no need to hold him. Rudy Gay's arrivals impacted his usage. He's shooting horribly. He offers nothing else. What are we doing? No need. Get rid of him. The way... Again, you think I have bias. The fact that I'm telling you to drop D'Anthony Melton will tell you that I don't have bias. Dylan Brooks is back after a short-lived stay in the health and safety protocols. Ja Morant's coming back either tomorrow or in 2050. We don't know because the Grizzlies are a bunch of secretive assholes, but we don't know that. We don't know when he's coming back. doesn't matter. Melton's playing like 20 minutes now. Like he's, with Brooks back, the value's gone. Move on. Sure, Brooks could get hurt again or Bain could get hurt. That's all well and good. But you know that I'm very, it's hard for me to get invested in holding a guy waiting for someone in front of him to get injured. It is tough to do that. We'll talk about an example of that later on. Carlton Johnson's just not a good category league player. In a points league situation, sure, hold on to him. In a 12-team, in a 10-team category league, mate, Jack Armstrong's been warming up those vocal cords for weeks. That garbage out of here. In fact, if you asked Jack or if you asked Logan Roy if you should draft Keldon Johnson in a 10-team category league, you would have said this. Oh, fuck off. They fuck off. Just, just plan the hits. Um, yeah, Kelden needs to go. He's not a good category league player. Rowan Barrett, not a good category player either, and now he's in health and safety protocols too. So do you, you know, when you're persisting with guys because of upside and then they're out for the next week. Oh, mate, use that use that as your get out of jail free card like oh I had to drop him he was out boy sorry couldn't hold on yeah nah I know he's a starter I know he's your king Knicks fan I know you love him I know he's oh, he's the second come no one's had a rookie season like him before and not been all NBA it's amazing it's amazing but mate I had to drop him there's your excuse get rid of him he's got to go he's shit and he's got to go um Nikola Alexander Walker this happens this is a phenomenon which I don't know if it's exclusive to fantasy basketball it probably isn't but it is something that happens all the time, is that you know, we get the news, the update on Zion, and people go, oh, should, we, should I be adding Nikhil Alexander-Walker now that we got this update on Zion? Like my guy, did you have any interest in Nikhil Alexander-Walker for the previous eight weeks? Has he done anything to make you think, shit, this is a bloke that without Zion's really flying? Because the Pelicans rotation is literally exactly the same now as it's going to be moving forward without Zion. Because they have not had Zion, and they will not have Zion. So this isn't like wow, huge boost for Nikhil. It's gonna he's gonna pop off. It's gonna be great. Or look at all those, all those extra shots. He's gonna take all of the zero shots that Zion's taken this season. But it is something that happens. And if this happens to you, understand that this is a, when you hear, have an injury that is a long-term thing. Like no, not, nothing changes. The Pelicans just go on as they've been going on. So yeah, Alexander Walker can go. And not, not, this is me talking about him being a drop ball player. But people ask me that. Yeah, oh, do we go and add Nikhil now that we have the Zion news? No, nothing has changed at all. Steve Adams, dealing with an ankle problem. Also not good. Um, Could be a rebound stream type player, but absolutely, these are not guys that you have to, have to absolutely go and drop, apart from one bloke on this list, which we'll talk about in a second. You don't have to drop them. But when you're looking to create open roster spots, bring guys back off injured reserve, these are not must roster players. Tim Hardaway Jr. is in that category too. Like he's like Jordan Clarkson. He can give you some scoring burst off the bench, which is useful, but it's not for everybody. So if you have him, you don't go, man, I must hold on to Tim Hardaway, even though there's a better option on the wire. You don't have to do that. This bloke has to be dropped. What are you doing? Carmelo Anthony, get rid of him. I was going to include Duncan Robinson on here as well, but he's a clear drop, even though he scored 26 points last game. Carmelo Anthony, I know you're holding on because of name brand value. I know I know that the people who are holding on, that they love Mallow for some reason. He is not good. He is not a fantasy contributor. Please move on from him. There is no need for you to be junking up your roster by having this bloke on there. Please. Must roster players. These are guys who I think are top 100 guys for the rest of the season, and they are sitting on far too many waiver wires, almost in all of cases there on ESPN leagues, because apparently people playing on ESPN, apologies if this this is you, don't know what they're doing. But that's fine. Go And make sure these guys are not on the waiver wire. Oh, let's just run through them. Alex Caruso, the rabbit hunter. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Alec Burks. Alec Burks. I know he missed today, but he's a guy to roster. Dan Gafford, the wild thing. Jay Sean Tate, Desmond Bain, Josh the hitman, Hart, Dylan Brooksy Brooks, Patrick Beverly. Jared Vanderbilt Bar, Josh Giddy, these guys must be on rosters. If they're not on rosters, there's something going on in your league. You're in an eight-team league, maybe. They are must-roster players, I think, pretty clearly. It's also pretty clear that it is holiday season. And what more could you ask for, apart from a big, juicy box of Bilt Bars? Bilt Bar is the delicious protein bar. It just tastes like a candy bar. You get the double whammy, a dual threat. Deliciousness, bang. Healthiness, bang. What more could you ask for for Christmas? If you were praying for a just a unbelievable Christmas gift, the vision you would get is a shiny Built Bar wrapper filled with deliciousness that's low in carbs, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, and high in protein. So many great flavors. Built Bar's giving you that extra fuel that you need to help pull down that extra rep that extra set of weights to go and achieve your Christmas shopping goals at the busy mall fueled with the filth of humankind or other just normal people as well. It's fine. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get yourself so many boxes of Built Bars. Built Bar, they are built different. BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before as football season marches towards the playoffs. Can the Dolphins just roll off 10 straight wins here to end the season? Probably. And if I want to bet on that, I can do it at BetOnline. It's the number one spot for all of your sports action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus by using our promo code LOCKEDON. From basketball to football to the NHL, boxing or UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at some upside grab type players. These are ones, if you do have stash ability, you are in a weekly league, you are in a roto format, you're looking for the future. These are guys that I think at some point in the next couple of months can have an increased role. Josh Christopher, I've been impressed with what he's done. Now, it's going to take a little bit. Eric Gordon being traded, Daniel House being traded, or just realizing that he doesn't need to play. DJ Augustin moving on. I think there's a 20 minute a night role for Christopher coming up. Hot um, Hot take. No, it's not that hot of a take. It's absolutely really mild. I don't, I don't think that there is a zero percent chance. That's how mild this take is. I don't think it's zero that Josh Christopher ends up a better player than Jalen Green. Yeah, I think coming into the draft time, you would have said it is there is no chance that is one hundred percent not going to happen. I don't think that we're at one hundred percent now. We'll see. That's probably it's, it's not going to happen, but it's not something that I'm ready to one hundred percent rule out. Just watch Joshy. BJ Boston. Love what B.J. is doing. Always love watching BJ. Like he's been really, really good for the Clippers. Now there is issues there because there's Mann, there's George, there's Jackson, there's Batum, there's Kennard. There's a lot of players there. Can he be good enough to... They're all solid players, right? But they're not great apart from Paul George. Batum's fine. Jackson's all right. Kanard's all right. Mann's all right. If Boston pushes up, is there a reason that he can't play 25 minutes and be good while Man B's all right and Canard's all right and Jackson's all right? Can he get those minutes? Yeah, maybe. That's more of a longer-term thing. And Nekor Okonwu, I really love this guy's fantasy game. He's going to be back in a couple of weeks. And Klinka Pala's had consistent and persistent Achilles problems and heel issues over the last two years. Kongwu is one of those players, unfortunately, that is going to require an injury to have significant value. But in deeper leagues, he going to, he's going to he's gonna push into the rotation. So just watch him. The big stiffy, Bones Highland, and his teammate, Zeke Nagy. Jeff Green's not a, a big roadblock to minutes, is he? So there is a chance that Naji, if he continues to develop, could push into a larger role. And then the big stiffy himself with um, yeah, so many players out, there is a 25-minute bench roll there for him. There is Will Barton's old 28-minute bench roll there if he becomes good enough to grab it. He's not a 12-team guy for now, but that role is there for him if he needs it. Saban Lee in Detroit, who knows what they do with Corey Joseph, who knows if they end up giving up on Killian Hayes. Lee is a guy who can um, accumulate numbers right across the board. So if he is pushed into a larger role, he's one to watch. Isaiah Jackson in uh, Indiana, also throw O'Shea Brissett in there. We don't know what happens with Sabonis or Turner. If Turner goes, I think Jackson gets an elevated role. If it is Sabonis, I think Brissett probably pushes into that role. But there are minutes available for both of those guys. And I'm going to put Devin Vassell in there. I think Devin Vassell's is a must-roster player now. But others don't agree. So I'm putting him on upside-grab watch. I think he's like 120th in 25 minutes this season, which is pretty bloody good. He should be getting 29 minutes a game, and I think that will happen. So that means if you aren't convinced of what he's doing, just grab him, let's hold him for the couple of weeks, and let's see what happens pushing through Christmas into the new year, and see if you do get rewarded with a larger role as it moves forward. Some other names. I guess I'm burying the lead here, but... This guy's on the thumbnail, Larry Nance Jr. He is starting for the Portland Trailblazers. Well, at the time of me recording this, this is not 100% confirmed, but it looks to be 100% confirmed, pretty much, that he will start over Bob Covington. If he gets 30 minutes a night, he he smashes the top 100. Will he get that? I don't know. Right, on a side note, drop Robert Covington. Add Larry Nance, and let's see where this goes. His teammate, Nasir Little, I think is also going to be the the persistent persistent, consistent replacement for Christian James McCollum. I think he is lesser priority than Nance, but a 12-team league option. So both of those guys. Quentin Grimes, another name. Went bananas today for the Knicks. Do I think that's real? Absolutely not. But if Barrett's going to be out for a week, Grimes has an opportunity to start. Probably wouldn't do anything more than streaming, but it's at least a name that's worth mentioning. Garrison Matthews is going bananas. He's a 12-team league guy at the moment. Porter and Green are out again. But when Porter and Green come back, I really, really fail to see Garrison Matthews retaining 12 or 14 team league value. Hamadou Diallo, we spoke on him a little bit earlier. He is going to have, I think, increased minutes, increased role. Does that turn into a top 150 player? Probably not, but it is possible. So he's worth a flyer there. And then you've got, of course, the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. For him to get 30 minutes a night, it will, I think, require a Christian Wood injury or trade. Both of those things are not 0% chances of happening. In fact, they're decently high. But we also saw last game him go bananas. Three blocks, 15.6 assists in 22 minutes. Sharing the court with Wood for about five to six minutes in that game. Yeah, outplaying Jay Sean Tate, which honestly, Tate had those couple of good games. Shengun is easily the future of this team as opposed to Tate. So they should be trying to work those guys in together. An upside player. You do not find top 40 upside players sitting on the waiver wire. Do I think Sengun becomes a top 40 player this year? Of course not. Absolutely not. But I don't actually have have to even squint that hard to see how it happens. Wood gets hurt. Tate gets pushed to the three. Gordon is traded. They will try the Sengun-Wood pairing. He plays 30 minutes. He averages 16, 8, and 5. 1.5 steals, 1.5 blocks. 55% Fifty five percent shooting, bang, there you go, like you're done. That's not hard to that's not hard to see. It's it's at the moment, you go, where's he get the minutes? But we're seeing every game, every time he's on the court pretty much, you go, holy shit. Like, alright, cool. Alright, I see it. And the people who don't see it, I'm not sure what you're watching, honestly. I just don't know what you're watching. So he's a tough one because he could easily play sixteen minutes next game and be shithouse. Because he's playing exclusively behind wood. But that upside is so tempting that I think you have to grab. And then the other one that is worth mentioning here, um, because again, I get questions about it. The world. Hassan Whiteside. Two big games in a row. Do you add him? Absolutely not. Outside of him, as I have said all season, being an absolute elite big man streamer. You want big man stats on a day of the Jazz play? Add Hassan Whiteside and then drop him the next day. Am I holding him? No. It's like holding onto Andre Drummond, which I don't agree with. It's like um, having Billy Hernan Gomez. Oh, but what if JV's in foul trouble? And what if he gets hurt? And then we get 22 minutes and it's an automatic double dollar. That's cool, but it just happens so infrequently. And that's the same way that I feel about Whiteside. But on a day when there's low volume and you need big men, like chuck him in. He's been great, but he's not a must roster player. That'll do it for me today as Obi drops a bark outside the door. Follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, why don't you thumb me up? Why don't you ring my bell? Why don't you leave a comment? And why don't you just delicately delicately caress the subscription button? You'll get a nice reward. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.